Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's 11 a.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We were off last week, so uh, we're going to over-deliver for you today. I know that uh, Tis Legendary will probably put in his best work of the year. Just to make up for the fact that there was no show last week, Fly Racing. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. The, uh, the gear is incredible, whether it's RJ Hampshire, whether it's uh, Justin Brayton, uh, whether it's any one of the numerous fly racing riders out there. They do a good job with the, uh, with the gear and the helmets and everything else. And they got a style that'll work for you. They got a color that'll work for you. They got a price point that'll work for you. Uh, of course, that Formula helmet is amazing. It's quiet. It's lightweight. It's super safe. Different shells, a few different prices as well to try to cover everybody's uh, budget. And and more, man. Flyracing.com. Thank you to those guys. FMF Vision, Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, Get Data, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us as well. Uh, I want to thank the folks at FMF Vision for coming on. And because Kate Clayson made yet another main event, we are giving away a pair of FMF Vision goggles along with a pair of Fly Zone Pro goggles because Justin Brayton wears those. And uh, 702-586-7857. Just give us a call and we will uh, uh, award a random caller. Two pairs of goggles we got to give away today. FMF Vision, born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. They offer a full range of goggles now. Dino was wearing these things. Zach uh, Osborne's wearing these things. Kyle Peters, Cade, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, welcome to the power of sight. Give them a follow on Instagram at FMF Vision. And they have a full range of goggles, including film systems, uh, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Upgrade your goggle arsenal with the power of FMF Vision. Uh, so thank you to those guys. Max's Tires. Of course, talking about Cade, he runs uh, Max's Tires, A-Ray Max's Tires, developed by Jeremy McGrath. So you know they're pretty good. And uh, they make Supercross main events. So, yeah, they're awesome. So thank you to the folks at uh, Max's Tires. Great mountain bike tires as well, of course. Light truck, tru- like light truck tires, trailer tires. Uh, yeah, Maxxis.com for more information. If you haven't thought about Maxxis for your dirt bike for a while, well, get back into it because uh, uh, Maxxis will have some stuff that will hopefully change your mind. So thank you to those companies. We'll tell you more about the other ones later on. But uh, 702-586-7857, please give us a call if you have something on your mind. And uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down, probably really regretting missing last week, the Tits, what's up? I'll give you 101% today. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks yep. very much. Uh, yep. That's that's really good to hear. Yep. Um, uh, everything good, Tits? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, two races to go. Sad. Where, where'd it go? It's where'd the time go? but on to the Nationals, right? Yeah. Where'd yep. the time go? I don't know. 
Okay. It just right. keeps on slipping. It does. Slipping. Uh, wow. It's deep. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get our next guest on the line. So uh, a couple things can happen this weekend in Denver. Uh, Eli Tomac will uh, most likely clinch the uh, 450 Supercross title this coming weekend in Denver in his home state. So that's a big deal. And Christian Craig can clinch the uh, West Coast as well with um, – a little bit of help. Uh, Hunter Lawrence has won two in a row. Uh, Christian has a 23-point lead. So if he beats Hunter, yeah, if he just beats Hunter outright, he'll uh, he'll win the title. So And then we go into a showdown next week in Salt Lake City for the final uh, 250 round. And that'll be awesome if uh, if everybody clinches that, right? Um, if Craig has a clinch and the Jet has a clinch, then uh, that should be a great race going on there. Um, so, yeah, we, we could see two championships awarded this weekend in Denver. It's another day race. So we're going to ride on Friday, and uh, and then, yeah, we're going to uh, have one set of practices on Saturday, and then we are – two set of practices, sorry, on Saturday, and then we're going to go right into the night show. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a great great race at uh, Mile High, and the last time we were here was a few years ago, and uh, it was great. So um, let's get to our first guest of the show, uh, brought to you by the folks at Get and Athena. It's Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Good, man. How's everything at Get? What's going on for with you guys? And we're busy. <laughs> we're, we're busy, uh, like anybody in in our industry right now. But it's good. Uh, we got some new products coming out that we'll be able to talk about soon. Oh, uh, we can't talk about it now. Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, still in the final testing phases, but um, yeah, we're excited about some things. And uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Obviously, Tony Caroli is a big Athena guy. Um, you know, being an Italian and him coming to the U.S. is really yeah. cool. So yeah, I have uh, that. I have that on my agenda to talk to you about for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, uh, uh, the RPM dashboard, uh, a wireless hour meter. Of course, the Athena guys have a ton of stuff on their website for hard parts. If you want a discount, email us using the contact form at pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on. And, uh, yeah, I imagine the two-stroke ECUs these days, Dan, trying to keep those in stock is a, is a nice nice problem to have. Yeah, I mean, around the the two-stroke championship or whatever it was a few weeks ago, just even cylinder kits and everything for those things. Uh, we make everything for them. So we've been pretty busy. The CDIs have been awesome. The fuel-injected TPI ECUs and then our four-stroke stuff, which has you know, been the same for a couple of years now, but just having the capability to tune it from your app and yeah. from your phone and things like that, people really like that kind of stuff. So Yeah, and, the, uh, and i got to get one of the new jump start systems. Yeah, got to get one of those. Yeah, yep. I'm not coming this weekend, but uh, All I'll right. send you something. Okay, send you. fantastic. So do you think, uh, do we see two titles clinch this weekend in Denver? Do we see Craig? Uh, he needs three points, it looks like, on Hunter to win this thing. What do you think? What are we seeing? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think, obviously, Eli gets his title. Yes. But I think Christian's not going to take any risk. Um, Hunter probably gets a good start like Atlanta, and, and Christian will just ride there. And then all he has to do is make the main event at the final race to win mm-hmm. it, kind of like Jet did. Uh, obviously, if it comes to him and he gets a good start and, and he gets yeah. right away, then then sure. But I don't think he'll take any risk. He's not going to get into it with Vince or any of the, you know, Joe or something like that. So right. um, I think Hunter Hunter is going to win. Another, another day race uh, this weekend. That'll make it uh, three in a row. Um, yeah, JT's been on big record, Dan, saying he doesn't like the vibe of these things. He doesn't like the fireworks in the day. He doesn't like, you know, the early start, all that. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I think the nighttime atmosphere of uh, opening ceremonies mm-hmm. at night, being able to see the videos and stuff is better. Um, 
the day race doesn't bother me other than that. I do think as a fan being there in the stands, I think you lose a little bit of the, mm-hmm. you know, the feeling of, of the videos and the guys coming out from opening ceremonies yeah. with the fireworks and okay. things like so that. Okay, you're, so you're Team JT on this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know to his extent. Uh, right. I don't think it's like – but I do get the reasons why they're doing it. They're trying to put us in front of primetime TV. So. Yeah, yeah. it's really – for anybody wondering, it's a TV slot is what they're doing. Uh, that's why we're doing the daytime stuff. So, um, you know, if they were really worried about uh, the TV stuff, though, like and, and for reals, you look at those – there's eight West Coast rounds or whatever, basically seven or eight West Coast rounds that start at 10 o'clock, you know what I mean, um, at, at, uh, at night. Like what, like, yeah. you know, on the East Coast where most of the population lives, right? So, yeah, kind of crazy for that. Yeah, so. the, the those races are actually, like Seattle, for instance, those races are really hard for, I mean, even somebody that of, of me that watches the sport, every lap of everything, it's like it's 1 a.m. before the main event finishes. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. So nope. I think that you'll never make everybody happy. We've learned that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, 4.30 uh, Friday. The uh, Yamaha Blowfish for Hangovers LCQ Challenge Race. The lineup is set. I'm getting a lot of bullshit on this, but I'm going to move on with my life and not not listen to the haters. Uh, We are having our 22-man race, six minutes plus a lap. There's going to be 50K, if not more, on the line for this thing, uh, for these riders. So that's awesome. And uh, Chiz and Brees are invited. They are starting the second row. I want to let everybody know that. And we are – you cannot watch it live. We are going to uh, – I have some filmers lined up. We will cut it and put it on YouTube during the week. So it will be, it will be up on our YouTube channel to watch and see how this thing all goes down. Uh, Dan, do you think – so my original plan was Chiz and Breeze to start backwards. The AMA, Nick Ixnade that. They weren't happy with that plan. But Chiz and Breeze are starting second row. What can they make it up to in a six-minute race? Like what do you think they can do? Like I, I have these people telling me Chiz is still going to win. Um, I mean, he could, I think either of them could win. Uh, I do, but we don't, I mean, I don't know. Lap time is probably 50 seconds. How is practice working though? So are they getting practice now? Yeah. They're, like, yeah. Friday is a full set of practice for everybody. Okay. I yep. did see, I did see something about that going out, but yep. okay. So everybody gets to ride the whoops and everything yeah. on Friday now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. If there's no press day, this is a full, this is taking the place of one session on Saturday. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen guys win arena crosses from the second row. So. Oh, you have really? Yeah. <laughs> it's been done. Okay. I mean, I think I think Kyle or or Breeze could win, but I mean, I think Moranza. Those guys are very good too. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it should be exciting. Tristan, Tristan Lane, Moranz are a front row. You know. Um, yeah, and I. So does it go off qualifying time? For no, I'm doing close pins for gate pick. Oh, I like close pins. Yep, I'm doing close pins. I want yeah. I want the most chaos I can get. Yeah, I like that, and. And then Chiz and Brees just get a pick the inside second yeah. row? Yeah, inside second row, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, so there's 22 guys total? Yeah. So two empty gates? Yeah, which which I'm going to tell Chiz and you are not starting there, Chiz and Brees. You're not going to yeah. the empty yeah. gates, you know. You have to start uh, behind somebody, so. I, I think it's awesome what you did for the privateers. I've I seen some of your backlash. Obviously, oh. people are like, oh, oh well. You know, this guy's ahead or that guy's ahead. For one, Chiz 100% deserves to be there. He is a privateer. Um, he got a fill-in ride on a 250 for the opposite coast. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, not to say some of these guys like Starling or whoever doesn't want to be there, but I specifically told Starling in Atlanta, uh, all you have to do is ride one LCQ and you can be there. And he's like, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. No, uh, he told me that too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah they can they can go bitch and stuff or whatever they want, but I mean they all had the opportunity as well uh-huh fantastic so okay, so you think Breeze and Chiz can do pretty good is what you're getting at like you think they can get top five ish 
Yeah, short. so is it yeah. just six minutes plus a lap? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I think yeah, I think both of them are really good in the whoops, too. So if we have def- decent whoops, yep. um, and the whoops aren't going to be broke down like a main event is, yeah. you know, on Saturday night. So I think they could – I still think they could win. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. It should be about 15 k to win, if not more. So, uh, yeah, pretty good money to win. Um for you, Dan, working for, with Get and tuning the uh, ECUs of these things, we're at altitude. We're at altitude at Salt Lake. We're at altitude at Denver. Uh, how much does that hurt the stuff? I mean, I remember carburetor days, you know, Red Dogs 450. He's like, oh, it's so slow. It's so slow, et cetera, et cetera. But we're a long way from carburetor days, and the 250s and 450s are better than ever. How much do you hear about the, uh, the, 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 the guys complaining about the altitude? Yeah, it still does affect everybody. I mean, the bikes are slower. Uh, we will see a gearing change for a lot of guys. Um, some 250 guys will start in first gear, things like that. Uh, our ECU has a barometer in it, uh, a lot of, uh, more advanced from when you were a mechanic. So it does calculate the air temperature and altitude uh, to a certain extent. If you start doing snow bike stuff and going real, real high, you know, the pressure starts to, to affect it. But uh, yeah. for the most part, don't have to change mapping. A um, little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, at Lakewood, this race, even Salt Lake, things like that. A little bit of changes, but for the most part, the new technology ECUs make the changes. But the bikes are overall slower, so guys will run a little bit higher compression piston, you know, sometimes yep. different fuel, things like that. Right, right. So, the, yeah, there is still some effect to that. Absolutely. Um, uh, Jason Anderson, two in a row, five wins on the year. Uh, first of all, I want to get up that he's had issues with elevation before. But he's been in New Mexico riding, and he's going to stay there for a while. So this, you shouldn't have any issues at Salt Lake. You shouldn't have any issues this weekend. And he's been fine in the past, too. It's only affected him a few times. But, um, you know, I was, tell- I was talking to somebody at Kawasaki, Dan, this weekend. And I was like, you know what? Like, no offense, I told this guy. But, like, John and Eli's decision to move to Yamaha and Eli's great season and – you know, John came on the Pulp Show and said, hey, Cowie's not too conservative. You know, they didn't want to go outside their box. And Eli's made a few mentions about that. And, you know, Cowie wouldn't put a cable clutch on. Things that other OEMs have done to modify their clutch. All these things. I said, yeah, you guys aren't going to win with Anderson. But anybody who's like, oh, Cowie, 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 you know. And, and you know, I've had some DNFs with Tomac, so they deserve some heat as a factory team. But I said, your work with Anderson, who hadn't won a race since he won a Supercross title, is really impressive on the basically Tomax bike, and you guys deserve a lot of credit. Uh, are you with me on that? Do you think that Cowie and Jason really made a statement uh, with this year? I, I do. I mean, I, I, I've i been a big believer in the Cowie team for a long time, so mm-hmm. I'm a little biased. I mean, I ride Kawasaki's, but um, I believe they're a great team. And maybe they didn't make the changes with Eli like he wanted because he wanted more freedom. I, I do get that, and mm-hmm. I, I do know that is true. But they are a great team, and they do a lot. Uh, they put a lot of effort in every category to win, like tickle testing and yeah. and just the things that they do and where they spend their money in the right places. But Jason, too. Jason put in a lot of work. Um, and you got to remember, people forget, Jason had only ever been on one other team his entire life. Uh, from a pro, it was the Bobby Hewitt team that became the Husky team. He, same staff for the most part overall, so a change for him was good. He he never really seen the other side of it, mm-hmm. um, and, and nothing against the Husky team, but they did have some issues, you know, with Zach or, or Jason and things like that. And that Cowie, I think they they don't have some of those issues. And for Jason to have that confidence again, yep. um, I do think 
Jason winning last weekend, and not to take anything away from him, but Eli's in title mode right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, to get four, three, four, five wins. In five a wins. Is, is yeah, five, awesome. five wins. Yeah. Yeah, he, ha- he has five wins. You know, if, if him and Eli were battling, maybe Eli's still clicking off some of these wins mm-hmm. and he ends up with three. But at the end of the day, he still has the wins. And uh, he did go to New Mexico. He built a track there. He's taking it serious. Um, I mean, I helped him get a bulldozer there, and he got water trucks, and he's he is taking it serious. And mainly because he wants to have a good outdoor season too. He's never won an outdoor national. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a, definitely a little bit of a stain on his career. But I think he gets one this year. I wrote about it on On Track Off Road column. I think he gets an outdoor national win this year. But you know, if 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 Anderson goes to Cowie and makes a couple podiums, but is basically a fifth place guy. And Tomac goes on to this. There's a lot more people looking at Cowie and being like, you guys need to change the way you do things. A hundred percent. But yeah. I, I think right now you can look at it that the Cowie-Eli fit just was over more than that there was an issue with Kawasaki, in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that Eli wanted to change. He wanted to make some decisions on his own, work mm-hmm. with his suspension guy. And Cowie was like, hey, man, we're, we feel like we're pretty good. And, right. and I, do, I do think they are. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, the Cowie team is fine. I don't think there's an issue with them. Yeah, good job to Jason and Cowie for sure. Great, great season. And, dude, he, I mean, he could get two more wins. He could end up with seven, you know, if Eli takes yeah. it easy this weekend. And then we saw Jason almost basically won that Salt Lake race that uh, Zach, did, Zach eventually won when his seat fell off. So, like, yep. it's conceivable that Jason Anderson wins the next two, you know. So, yeah, um, uh, all right, Dan Truman uh, brought you by the folks at Get Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We have some phone calls, but Dan, what do you think? Talked about this on the Pulp Show. Talked about this. I wrote about this in my column. What do you think KTM does with Marv? Like, look, he got a low ball offer this year. He shopped around. He asked the Gas Gas guys. He asked the Husky guys. I don't think he was happy with the offer. I think eventually they settled on, look, you take this low ball offer, but you ride supercross only. Okay, fine. You know, he won a race in 2021, so that was his comeback, right? Like, I won a race. What? And they were still low balled him. They got AP. They got Coop. Now he goes out and four out of five on the podium, last five, four, four of the last five on the podium with a win. Supercross season only, last year of the deal. Like, I don't know. I would bring him back, but maybe he's like, F you guys. I This contract sucks. I'm not coming back. But then... There's no other place I see a home for him, Dan. So tell me what you think Marv will do or what happens with Marv. I think that if Marv wants to race and he wants to race for KTM, they have to make him an offer. (laughs) Okay. But what if it's low again? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying it's not going to be low, but I don't think he's going to have many other counter offers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you look at Cowie, they're full. You know, you look at the other teams, Huskies full. These teams are full. Um, so I don't necessarily see him having, going to KTM like, hey, I have this offer for X amount. You need to match it. But I do think that if he goes, hey, I need, I want to go race, and this is what I, I want to make, mm-hmm. then they're going to have to, they're going to have to figure it out. And I think that they don't want to really lose him. He's been with Red Bull KTM for a long time, uh, both in Europe and here. And I just don't see, I just don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, you know, the, he's the, yeah. The TLD thing's hard because he would have to lose his gear and all of his other money that he does count on, you yep. know, because yep. it's a it's an all-in deal. Right. So that was the talk last year. Um, you know, it would cost that that team a lot of money to bring on Marv. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Also, uh, uh, I want you to know, like, he has more average points per race than Cooper Webb, the defending champion. Now, obviously, Coop hasn't had a great season, but another reason why Marv has really performed this year, and it's not that's not saying that's a shit on Coop, but. 
No. This is a good year for Marvin. Like, sign him no, back. Mar- yeah. Yeah, Mar- Marv's been fine. Like I said, if Marv wants to go back to KTM, I think they have to, they have to sign Marvin. I really do think that they have to make him an offer. Um, yeah. You know, KTM has one race win this season. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not, it's yeah. no secret that it hasn't been a great year with that bike and, yep. and everything else and, and the team and, and the frustrations between Coop and Alden and, and, you know, his training yeah. stuff. And so I think they, they need a fresh start. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why the outdoors will have a different look to it under the KTM tent, because they, they need to get some race wins or yeah. some podiums up there. So what do you know about hurlings? I heard yesterday from a person connected to somebody in Europe, like, connected to a team in Europe, but they're over here, that Hurling's got on a bike and it didn't go well. Yeah, I mean, I obviously know a lot and don't want to say too much, but I think that his heel's way worse than people yep. knew, yep. Uh, originally knew. Um, it's a bad injury. Yeah, it's a bad injury. It's a really bad injury, and I think the healing process didn't go as planned. Right. Um, I would have bet a lot of money that Jeffrey would have been here a month or two ago, mm-hmm. I would have I would have put a lot of money on the line saying, "Hey, and you like coming. to bet, and you like to bet." Yeah, and I would have bet <laughs> I would have bet that he was coming. Yeah. Um, if you asked me to bet ten dollars today, I probably wouldn't take the bet. No. Yeah. No. That's so kind of what I, I heard. Just, yep. Yep. I just don't think that it's going. He he doesn't want to cut. He knows it's not going to be easy, right? Like Jason and Eli and, and Chase and these guys are fast. Can't, I mean, first of all, Kenny probably wins the first race. Uh, you know, shows up and wins. Yeah. Um, n- nothing. He might win the next two also, but he's going to be fast. Um, I think that Jeffrey doesn't want to show up on U.S. soil and not be prepared. Yeah. And yeah. at at the rate he's healing, it doesn't seem like he can be prepared in time. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I don't hear good things about it, and we are a month away. So uh, yeah. Uh, all right, we got some phone calls for you, Dan. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. First up, talking about Europe. Here's a question about Caroli from David. David, what's up, man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call today. Yeah. Um, are you guys uh, surprised that Caroli chose the first two rounds, the California rounds, as opposed to other ones? Or do you think he did that because he wants the option to run the whole series? Yeah, the second, the second one. Right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, the, the first one being that uh, – he has to get used to the U.S. bike. It's a, it is different than his bike, and they want him to be in California to test, from my understanding. So it makes sense that way, for one. And then I believe that if Tony is in the top three, that he's going to stay for a little longer. That's just I, – I don't know that. I haven't seen that in writing or anything, but I do believe, knowing Tony well enough, that if he's competitive, he's going to be like, hey, let's, let's see how you this know, is going. David, there's an, did you listen to the interview I did with him on Monday? Yes, yeah. yes, I did. I'm yeah. ex- I'm excited to see him. I think he's a I think he's a cool cat. He's a really good dude. He's always told me. I look. I've known him for 15 years. Maybe no, nah, not maybe 10 years. I've known him for, since I've been going over there. He's always told me he would love to race in America before he was done. And yeah. so I think if he's at all, you know, first to seventh and eighth in the first two rounds, he's going to he's going to keep continuing. Uh, Dan, you know, when I spoke to him on the show, he's very realistic. He's not talking title. He's not talking any of that. He's, no. you know what I mean? Like, but, but he wants to be competitive. And I think a three to seven spot will be competitive. And I think he does all the races, Dan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. T- knowing Tony, he's, 
he's got that different breed, right? That Chad kind of breed where he just, when it's race day, he shows up, right? Even in GPs. So yeah, he's not prepared like he did normally for MXGP. He's got a family and he's not taking it as serious. But he just did an enduro. Gonna... He just did an enduro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, he's not, but he's not going to show up when the gate drops and just be riding around, you know, 15th place. You know, I don't, I don't think uh, so. I think that he'll be around the seventh place uh, at the first race. Yeah, uh, but but Dan, if he goes seven five seven seven, the first two, I think he keeps going. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I would not be surprised if he goes seven three or three seven yeah, or gets yeah. on the podium yeah. at all. He's a, he's yeah. a great starter. Yeah. He's going to start up front, and like yeah, he's just he's and, talented. And so. he already said he he let it, I think he let it slip a little bit on the show interview. He said, you know, I'll be going to Bakers. And then he said, yeah. like, if I keep going, like, you know, like, there's, yeah. a, you know, there's already no, that plan. That, so. Yeah, that's the plan. I yeah, obviously, I already reached out to him a long time ago and was like, hey, you're welcome to come, you know, here. And then, uh, yeah, you know, um, people know a lot of shit changed. But, yeah. So, all right, David. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. What real quick? What's the uh, what's the estimated amount of uh, takeouts on, uh, no. on the uh, next show show challenge? I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, the AMA guy. <laughs> AMA has already told me to talk to those guys before the race and make sure that they know, like, there's no, you know, be careful. We all yeah. want you to race. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll I see. mean, I mean, we all want to see Vince Freeze trolling around. Like yeah, they, they shot I mean, that idea. We down. have to be realistic. Yeah, so. they shot thanks that for the down. Show. All right, thanks, appreciate David. It. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we got uh, Bob on one. Bob, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. So, a couple things. Uh, first big one, what's going on with the fines? on Stewart and Tomac, bigger names, and these are menial fines yeah, in terms of what they went after. Exactly. It's a 1000 bucks. They're fine. They got that in their couch cushions. Not so, only that, though, what what they went after. No, nah, I agree. Tomac just didn't show. I agree. I 100% agree. Okay. Look, we're trying to sell our sport. We're trying to get the good, the bad, the drama in our sport. Uh, you should be able sure. – if they ask you for a TV interview and you say no – you should be fine. I 100% agree with that. Stu would have been fined hundreds of thousands of dollars if this had been in place when he raced. But, Dan, do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I mean, the Eli thing, I mean, I've had other riders that I've worked with get in trouble for it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know, bind or what. But uh, if you look at NASCAR or other, other big sports, yep. after the game, they have to stand there. I mean, a guy gets taken out, he has to get an interview. It's part of the deal. It's part of the game. It's yep. part of what they sign up for. Uh, the Malcolm thing, I totally understand, though. Um, if they don't... He, he he took a piss behind uh, a porta potty in between two tractors because there was oh a line gosh. at the porta potty. But there is only one behind a twenty man gate, and every one of these guys is super hydrated and comes back and needs the pee. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I think that they need to readdress something to where maybe there's more of them, or they're for the riders only. I mean, who knows? It could have been a track guy that was in one of those things. I don't know the situation. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not only it's not only that. These are the guys we're wanting to see on TV. These are the guys that are yeah they're paid hundreds or millions, well, but. Listen, they, everybody they, they else had to their wait. Own area. Everybody else has is waiting in line to pee. So Malcolm but can it, wait in line and pee. It, yeah. As long as they're okay with giving them the amount of time to get back to the starting gate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. So we just yeah. got to be on the same clear. If they're saying, "Hey, you have thirty seconds," or "You yeah. have forty-five seconds," yeah. then that doesn't work. If the track crew guy is in the bathroom or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm fine with the fines. Uh, I rules are rules, and Malcolm knows the rules. They've told, they tell us all the rules. Um, other guys have gotten fined for that many a times. You can't stop on the hot laps anymore at outdoors like we used to. Uh, things like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Thanks, Bob. Hey, other yeah. thing. Other, well, okay, other go ahead, things, Steve. 
Okay, so you're talking about Chiz not racing, right? Uh, at your yeah your race. Yeah, he's in. He's so, in. Okay, who was it that you were saying wasn't wasn't going? Uh, to? Kate is upset. Kate Clayson's upset. Kate Kate Clayson. Okay, so here you go. So is it Kate Clayson races on Friday night, decides to race, and wins, or Steve's minions? goes live unannounced to him on the website video, live video, Friday night, and doesn't tell him. I don't know. I think the second one, Bob. That, yeah, because Cade's not racing. Right, because Cade's not racing. So, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> working. he shows up and decides to. Well, we're, we're, there, there's rules. There's some rules, and that's one of the rules. So, um, sure, sure. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you, much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Dan Truman on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Randy Valade coming up next. Uh, Robbie's on four. Robbie, what's up, man? So, two quick questions. Yeah. One, you finally broke me. I ordered my intense taser. Nice. I ordered, I ordered the fat kid spring. I ordered a skid plate. What else should I be getting for uh, it? Which one did you get? What model of taser did you get? I bought. I got the expert, the 2022 expert. Okay, so when you say a spring, that comes with an air shock, right? No, it's still a coil spring in the back. So you got the Taser MX. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty dialed in. I think. Uh, I can't think of anything else you could really need. Get the sp- right spring on there. I like a coil spring. Even on the regular bikes with air shocks, I just I like the coil. Right. I think they're better if you're fatter, and I think they work better even if you're not fatter. Um, so, yeah, Tits, anything else this gentleman should get for his Taser? Uh, you're also a Taser Nation member. I feel like... New I, grips. Oh, uh, yeah, the stock grips aren't very good. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, get some All grips. Right, so All right, so the, the real question, being this is a motocross show. Yep. Um, so with, this, with the way the Lawrence's are both riding... Jet clinching his title. If Jet hadn't got hurt preseason, would Hunter have won that title? And what's your thoughts on mm. having two Lawrence championships, or would Craig have held off Jet? It's a great question. I feel like Craig is better than Jet just because of these whoops we saw on the West Coast were so nasty. And Jet's amazing, but I feel like Craig just absolutely crushed those things. But you're right. Jed and Craig were supposed to line up on the West. Uh, um, and then, yeah, so it is funny that way. And Hunter Hunter was going to go East. So then now we have Hunter. Now we have Hunter racing, you know, Forkner and RJ and and those guys. Hunter Forkner wishes Jet hadn't got her. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Dan? <laughs> yeah, we, we had this discussion, discussion in the shop the other day. And, um, Obviously, both Jet and Hunter think that they would have won. Of course, um, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's so much is hard to say because of the Forkner Jet crash. But I do think to answer your question, I think Jet could have beaten Christian mainly because Jet could have put pressure on Christian. Christian hasn't had pressure for a long time, and the meaning like just raw speed. So I think that he he would have forced Christian into some mistakes, but it would have come down probably to the last race. But I do think Jet could have won that title. On the other coast. Hunter would have been really good uh, early on, and, but Austin looks amazing right now, so that, that one's hard to say. Um, yeah, I think it would have been possible for them both to win. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think, yeah, I definitely think it would have been possible for sure. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I think I think both championships would have been better. They both would have been more exciting. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, you want, you Rob, you want a pair of goggles? 
That'd be awesome. Uh, Fly Racing Zone Pro Goggles or the FMF Vision, you pick. Uh, I'll put you on hold, and uh, and thanks for calling, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, we got Baxter on five. What's up, Baxter? Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. Uh, just wanted to start off by saying congrats on the Mav TV deal. That's pretty thank you. cool. When, yeah. I first, when I first heard about the Mav TV deal, I was, I'll be a little bit, I'll be honest, I was a little bummed um, as far as, like, the streaming deal because I got Peacock so I could watch both the Supercross Motocross series on one platform, and it was another subscription for me, more money, blah, blah, blah. But now that you guys are going to be on Mav TV, I'm for sure going to be subscribing to that. Nice. Um, my, question, my question about that, though, um, when you had the gentleman on from Mav TV yes. earlier this week on the Pulp Show explaining what your deal was, um, he was talking about, you know, motorcycles is their big thing and it's going to be 24 7 type deal i was wondering on your show are you guys covering just dirt bikes like motocross supercross stuff or are you guys going to be talking about some road bike stuff as well no they're just taking our monday night show and we're cutting it down into an hour uh so it'll be it'll be a replay of our monday show um so okay um yeah you can watch it on mav tv plus you can watch it on mav tv and it'll be kind of like the best of our show on the monday night okay gotcha um well do you have any desire and i know you're busy with all your stuff do you have any desire to do any uh road racing coverage i know we did some moto america stuff this weekend and i've been watching that stuff lately yeah it's I, actually pretty interesting i mean to me at least well dan dan should do a road a street bike racing show because i know nothing about it i i you know i i okay. mean yeah dan and jt can do moto gp <laughs> show dan Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah, the, gotcha. the road racing stuff is awesome, Steve. I just just like you're into moto and supercross, yeah. we're just into that stuff as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, thanks, Baxter. Yeah, hey, congrats, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's really really cool to to do that. Cody's on three. He has a hurlings rant. What's up, Cody? Hey, yeah. So I think you you mentioned on Monday's show that Jeff Hurling spent way too much time in MX2, uh, which was seven years in total, and I think he he's talked about being kind of big on um win records and that kind of thing yeah 60 61 percent of his 99 gp wins were from mx2 and that's an mx2 that you know is a feeder class and kicks people out and therefore by definition does not have the depth of right mxgp so what the fuck well what do you mean like yeah i agree with you i, I yeah it, it's he's, like, he's approaching the all-time gp win record and half of his wins are fake so, yeah, and I don't know. Contrast that to to like Geyser, who thirteen uh, percent of his wins were from MX2, and Cairoli is only twenty five percent. Yeah. Like now, the the Hurlings fans like Dan and Paul will tell you, like, what do you want to do? He was only seventeen years old or eighteen years old, and KTM wouldn't let him move up. That's what the the, the Hurlings fan club people will tell you. <laughs> um, but my whole thing is like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, I get that he was seventeen. But he literally, like, like, you know, so was Stu, so was Bradshaw, right? Like, uh, it, it, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, some of them were his choice, but he also broke his femur one year and lost the title, right? And he yep. wanted to come back, and then he got hurt again the next year. Like, so there were some injuries and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I still the best Jeffrey right now lined up against the best anyone else in the world. He's gonna give him a run for their money. He's still very good on. Dirt no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah, just the. Uh, the the fact that he's going to approach the all time GP win record when you know he stayed in MX two way too long, just yeah. racked up the stats and the wins. You know, um, is, I, yeah. I do think Geyser is going to get close to that record. I mean, he's got five titles, I believe, world titles. He's got and sixty point lead right now, sixty something point lead. Right yeah, now. and I mean, he's 
he's just in his zone. He's riding yeah. good. He's got a good team, and I, I think that he's going to just keep clicking off wins as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you're if you're counting total titles, it, he's only got 38 total or uh, total wins um, between both classes. He only has 38. Yeah. Hurlings is 99 if you count both. So yeah. I don't know. I, is there a reason why like Paul Malin and and all them count both classes? Well, I mean, they they should count both. I agree with that. It's it's you know, I mean, yeah, the rules are there to force people out once they get good. You know, uh, uh, Tommy Searle uh, uh, got pretty close to um, uh, Jeffrey, but had to get out of class. Uh, um, somebody else gave him a run. Was it Ferrandez? Who else gave him a run that one year? Yeah, Dylan did the Dylan one year, did, and then yeah. he, even um, the ninety one guy, whatever his name is, he was good too. The one year. <laughs> The 91 guy. So, I don't know what his name is, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't – I mean, you got to count the wins. I get it. you got to count it. But, yeah, it's kind of – in my eyes, it's a bit tainted for sure. You know? And it was, yeah. 90, it was 92. It was Valentin Guillaume. Remember? Oh, yeah. him a couple rounds. Dude, I remember Guillaume. I'd give him a run. No, I do not remember that. But, yeah. I'll send you a video clip. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, Cody. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, we got Tyler on two. Tyler, you got a track track length question? Well, I, I'm just agreeing with you on the whole daytime races. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. Like, it was nice to have, you know, time afterwards. I'm sure it's good for you guys traveling, too. But uh, Yeah, bro, I'm flying out. I'm flying out Saturday night. Like, I, I love this. Keep it up. Yeah. So, you know, that's just me. Yeah, like, it was definitely better than Daytona. And, like, I think we should implement more uh, – are these longer tracks so the guys can actually ride the bikes to their full potential? Uh, are you trying uh, to win a pair of goggles or something by agreeing with me on everything? Yeah. No, okay. I'm just stating the facts, like uh, because I get the whole the whole opening ceremony thing, but like we could, you know, just string up some Christmas lights and a strobe light for JT for those uh, yeah. day races. Yeah, but, I, I, um, I, I know JT. What is JT like? Twelve years old? Just ah, oh, flashy lights, flashy <laughs> lights. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, so. Don't get me wrong. Opening ceremonies is cool, but I, I'm there to see a race. Right. Honestly. Thank you. And thank you, Tom. And uh, but yeah. And then why don't why don't they like Cardinal Stadium? Uh, why don't they use the outside more and make these tracks a little long? Because we've had some races this year where they were lapping up to seven. And yeah, um, uh, Dan, I, I I think there should be some sort of minimum track length we have. Whether you got to put a wall in there, whether you got to do uh, put more dirt, I don't know, but. 42 second lap times on 20 minute main event tracks 28 laps uh lapping the fifth uh track breaking down like no no we shouldn't do that yeah i agree on that i think it is a dirt a dirt thing i think there's shortages on dirt is what we've been told at some of the races right but at least we're doing 20 minutes plus a lap we used to just do 20 laps guys yeah no exactly yeah i know yeah, no, that's why i feel a bit because i was the one dr- pushing the train about you know let's we cannot do 20 laps on these tracks you know so i was the one yelling about that so now for me to be like yelling the other way i'm like hey my bad so yeah well i i enjoyed atlanta like it was cool to see him rocketing into that sand section even the 250 guys i mean yeah it's great it's, it's good to see them really ride the bike and i mean Take a page out of that. What what was the year GP did the um Charlotte. the MXGP did? Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte that yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. No, let's bring them back. Dan, do you think we get more speedway races? Uh, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, I maybe. think I think that it works good with what they're doing with Monster Jam and the other stuff. And I think that uh, I mean I enjoyed Atlanta. It, as a fan, it's it is a little bit tougher. I think being at the event because you can't see everything as well. 
but on TV, it looks the same. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I mean, uh, do you think LA Supercross so could ever make a comeback? <laughs> What's that? Do you think LA Supercross could make a comeback with the Paris style? Uh, no, I don't think we'll go to the Coliseum, Dan. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I missed that one. Yeah, that one was cool. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for the call, man. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Dan Truman brought to you by the folks at Get, of course. We have uh, Plum Creek Funding on the show as well. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, first-time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. You already own a home. Looking to pull cash out or simply lower your rate, contact a professional with over 25 years' experience. They can do 12 different states as well now. Uh, reach out to Zach Morris today, Z-A-C-H, PlumCreekFunding.com, 720-212-4685. Uh, all right, Dan, before I let you go, like, Who's winning this weekend? I will go with Jason Anderson and Hunter Lawrence. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, pretty predictable, but that's okay. We'll take it. Um, all right. Thanks, Dan. Who do you want me to pick? Malcolm Stewart and I don't even know. Does Husky have a 250 guy out Vince there? Vince Freeze. Vince Freeze. Oh, Vince Freeze. Okay. Um, are you uh, you're doing a Pulp Fantasy podcast today too as well? Yep. I'll all be right. on there. Fantastic. Yep. All right, Dan. Talk to you then. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Get Pro Taper, Maxis, FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding, 702-586-7857. We're still giving away one pair of goggles, uh, Fly Zone Pro goggles, right? And uh, speaking of Pro Taper, one of the guys on board our show, let's get to uh, ex-privateer hero, Canadian national champion, Pro Taper Zone, Randy Valade. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. How's the ACF bar? What's the reaction been? How, how's it working? You know, it's been fantastic. Uh, the the first shipment that came in is already sold out. Uh, we're uh, getting a new shipment in here any day. And uh, no, the response has been great on it. Um, you know, just being lighter and, uh, you know, kind of reducing some of that vibration on the end of the handlebar. So everyone that's been using it seems to enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, win for all. You know what? When I talk to people about it a little bit, they're like, oh, yeah, more room on the bar. That's actually like, because it is tough, man, with these bikes. Yeah. It really is. You know, it does it does affect the, the rise on the bar, but at the end of the day, the, the dimensions are all the same. It's not changing anything. It's just allowing you to have more uh, more control space for, yeah. as we all know, so many controls around the bars now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you may have a title this weekend with Christian Craig, Pro Taper, Star Yamaha. So do you think he gets it done, or do you think, like Truman was saying, uh, Hunter gets the win and we go to Salt Lake City? Where, where are you at with that? I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I think he's going to want to try to get it over sooner than later, right? Mm-hmm. I think he goes for it this weekend and tries to get it done. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think so, too. Uh, he's moving to 450s for outdoors, Christian is. I think he's going to be really good. Like, I, I'm not saying title, but I think he gets some podiums. He runs five, top five or six a lot. Like, we saw him on the Honda. He, he won that, you know, he won a little bit, uh, uh, won that moto. So, I don't know. I think I've, I'm I'm stoked on Christian's chances outdoors. I agree. I think he's going to be good. Like you mentioned him on the Honda, he was solid, right? Um, I, I think the bikes is bikes going to be well. I mean, obviously we proved that last year, right, with, with Fernandez. So I think we'll be fine. Um, yeah, and I don't think there's going to be much pressure on him. So he he should do good. Yeah, I hope so. Um, hey, uh, do you like this daytime program stuff? Where are you at with this? You're you're a guy that doesn't go to a lot of races. You go to some, but where are you at with the daytime program? Man, it's tough for my fantasy, that's for sure. i got to be on top of it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, right. No, you know, I, I like it just the fact that it's, you know, it, we're getting more spectators, hopefully, or viewers, I should say, during the day rather than at night. You know, people that are watching other sports on TV click through it and maybe are, are watching it now. So um, 
I do like the night programs a little bit more. I think, you know, it probably brings in more fans in the stadiums, honestly. But, uh, no, it's okay. So you're just okay with it, yeah. I'm just okay with it, yeah. Right. It's uh, it's hard on, on Saturday middays, especially when they're on the East Coast and I'm on the West. You know, the races are starting at noon. It makes it tough to watch them. I like how everybody, when I ask people about the daytime or the nighttime, Randy, and you're, uh, and I'm not coming down on you just because you're on the line, but everyone just looks at it from their point of view, how it affects their viewing habits. No, <laughs> no one gives a shit about, like, the riders and the teams or the, the, uh, the, the effect on the sport. Everyone's just like, well, it's great for me because I can stay up late, or it's bad for me because I'm on the West Coast. Everyone just comes at it from that end, the point of, point of view. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, have you had the conversations with the teams? Do the teams enjoy getting up that early and being at the track for practice? I think, you know, what that, that track walk at the one race was at, what, 5.30 or something yeah, like that? I, yeah. I couldn't imagine the riders and team members enjoying that by any means. Yeah, it seems like a but, 50-50 split from people I talk to because you get done earlier. It doesn't seem like you're there the whole day, right? Like now you're there yeah. 9 a.m. To, to midnight, right, or 11 p.m., right? It doesn't seem like you're right. there as long for the whole day. So. There is that. Yeah, I, I would assume the, I would assume the teams like it, right? The, the race is over earlier. It gives the, the mechanics time to, you know, prep the bikes for the following weekend rather than having to stay on Sunday possibly, you know? So yeah. I think there's definitely some benefits and obviously some not. Right. But. Uh, Randy, in your racing days, uh, you would have been right um, right loving this with all these privateers, all the factory guys hurt, and we see, like, you know, Starlings getting in the top ten and Troll Train and – and, you know, Chiz eighth a couple weeks ago. And then further back, the Tristan Lane guys, Kevin Morans. I mean, they're main event locks right now. And that that would have been great for a guy like you back in the day. Oh, man, it would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was, uh, there were some weekends that were tough, that's for sure. You know, there were some, some good guys that weren't even making main events back in the day. But uh, and, I'm, and I'm not down in any competition, yeah, yeah. you know, going on today. But, uh yeah, it was a little more difficult, it seemed like, to make that main. And I don't know if it's me or it just it seemed like less people were getting hurt as well, right? You didn't have the half the field out or, you know, majority of the field out, you know, some of the top guys. So I feel like it comes and goes. I remember a couple years in the late 90s when I was a mechanic where the field was decimated, you know. Um, Definitely. I, I, you know, I feel like it's just it's not a two-stroke or a four-stroke thing. It's just random-ass conditions. Some years we stay healthy. Some years we don't, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, yep. it's a little bit of all of that. So, I don't know. Um, is there a privateer? Like, look, Chiz is an obvious one, but to take Chiz out or, or take Cade out even, is there a couple guys that maybe you don't know much about? Because you know Cade and you know Chiz and these dudes. Is there a couple guys whose names you see in the 450 class that you're like, I don't know anything about this dude, and he's, and he's riding really well? Uh, has anybody come to mind? You know, I mean, Starling's been very impressive this year, even before, like, guys got hurt, you know. I think, you know, I, I was surprised at how good he's been doing this year, which was cool to see. Um, some, I mean, there's obviously I know the majority of the guys, but, I mean, I couldn't say there's one that stands out. I mean, Moran's has been riding pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few guys that have kind of screwed me here and there that I picked <laughs> that I thought should be better, and they're not. But uh, I won't say any names, but uh, – no, it's uh, it, yeah. it's good to see those guys get, get right. into the main events and uh, you know making a little bit of money here and there and uh, you know getting a little bit of TV time. So it's good. Well, you should have saw me last week when I had David Hand and he was comfortably in ninth place in the heat race in 450 yeah. class and he just cartwheels all by himself. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, I was on the fence with him. Uh, luckily, I didn't pick him. I've had a couple good weeks. I w- I kind of went for it last weekend just because. I got nothing to win at this point other than a weak win in uh, in the Idiots League. So yeah, yeah. And, and did it work or no? 
It did. I think I got 274 last week. Oh, wow. Okay, good work. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, Randy Vallade on the show. Let's take some phone calls here. Still looking to give away a pair of goggles. Uh, we got Dylan on three. Dylan, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I was calling to see if you knew anything on the Justin Hill situation. No. No, nothing. No, no I don't know. So I talked to the team owner about it, and he said, Julian from PRMX. Right. And I said, why would you sign Justin Hill, like, before the year? I'm like, right. you know, the guy's talented, but, like, he's, you know, he's Justin Hill. And he's right. t- he told me that no one told him not to. No one gave him any no, – no one – he didn't know any about this about Justin Hill. He didn't know anything about Justin Hill being, you know, the way he is. And, right. and then he told me that after Justin got hurt, he offered to pay Justin to come to the races and sign autographs and hang out, and Justin said no. So. Huh. He just so he just kind of came part of the team, got injured, and never came back again. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, never came back. Didn't like the team. The injuries more serious. You got me, Randy. You got anything on Justin Hill? I mean, I feel like he should have known going into that, right? I mean, <laughs> he says he did. Uh, <laughs> he said he doesn't. I mean, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, like you said, I mean, the guy's got a ton of talent, but I mean, it's been a rough few years, right? Let's be honest. No, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. That's all I got on that. But um, you want a pair of goggles? Uh, I don't ride currently, man. Or else I would. I oh well, thanks. It, so. Thanks for not taking them. All right, thanks, Dylan. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank thanks. you. Uh, next up is Damon on two. Damon, you want to talk about Mookie? Yeah. Well, first off, for uh, Randy, I wanted to thank Pro Taper for uh, sponsoring the Veteran MX Foundation, helping us out. Um, but yeah, no problem. As far as Mookie goes. Um, how do you guys think he'll do outdoors with Cairoli coming in and Christian moving up? Where does he kind of fit in not riding outdoors in a few years? Um, what do you think, Randy? I think he'll be good. I mean, do I think he's going to be a podium contender out of the gate? No. You know, I think it looks like his fitness is better than it's ever been. Um, he, he looks comfortable on that bike. Um, like you said, he hasn't ridden the outdoors, though, in, what, a couple years now. So oh, more than that. It might be tough yeah. for him to kind of yeah. – yeah, more than that. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for him at first. But I think, you know, as the series goes on, I think he'll get better and better and, you know, maybe bust into the top five here and there. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to say to see. Yeah, sure. I definitely want to find him early in the outdoors for an interview and be like how's it going man because <laughs> yeah. outdoors are tough you know so uh, yeah Damon yeah. what do you think I, I mean I, I think I'd like to put him ahead of Christian but oh no I don't think so, uh, I think so. Randy no I don't, I don't think so either yeah yeah I don't know no. but I mean yeah I don't you never know uh, outdoors, you know? Damon you, you want a pair of goggles yeah, sure. All right, stay on hold. Well, you get uh, you get the pair of Fly Zone Pro goggles, official goggles of Justin Brayton. All right, thanks for calling, man. Sweet, thanks, Th- thank you. Appreciate it. We'll put you on hold there. Uh, is this the taxidermist guy? Is this me? What's up, bro? Hey, man, how's it going, buddy? It's good. Uh, you just gave away the goggles. One one call ahead of me. You know, yeah, you call me. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. It's all good. Maybe it's all you good. can. Hey, maybe I, you I, can. I, maybe I, you can make some goggles out of like a dead raccoon or something. I've tried to send you a hat for show 500, but I couldn't get it in, in the mail in time because it was a fox hat, and they both wore fox. It was perfect. A fox hat. You were going to send me a, a hat made of fox's fur. A 
legit, yeah, Fox hat. The, the officer, the, uh, Corporal Neville, is like, you got to send him that hat, man. You got to send him that hat. And he saw it. And I'll get it to you, but it would look cool on the so, king and the goat. So do you think if, if McGrath and Carmichael were here, who both wore Fox, and I whipped out a Fox fur hat, they would think that was rad? Oh, they were taking selfies with it a million percent. I mean, it's, it's okay. Real, it's All legit. Right. I, I mean, I, I shot it with AR-15. I'm not saying it's so. not legit. Uh, I'm not saying it's not legit. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know if those guys are like, hey, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen, Mathis. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's all I'm at. Randy, do you think that those guys would be blown away by a uh, fox fur hat? It's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. I, hey, I, I like the idea, I'll be honest. But I don't know the stoke level would be at. I don't know. Hey, you guys wore fox gear. This is a real fox. Right. The looks I get on the ski hill, I mean, okay. where my expert in goggles are, you know, right. phenomenal. Fantastic. Uh, what's your question, man? So, um, so I wanted to call in last year about this. When they were uh, at Utah for, like, what, three rounds or whatever they did during the pandemic, why, why don't they just wear uh, – my grandma's got an oxygen. Uh, Anderson and a couple other guys, I can't remember exactly who, were having oxygen issues. It's under three pounds, and it can pump oxygen right into their helmet. And is that illegal, or is that even considered? I don't know. Randy, can you ride with an oxygen I tank? Have, I have no idea. If that, not a tank. If that would it's be not a tank. It's okay. a generator. It's a generator. And it's under oh, three pounds. Better. And it's, it's under three it. pounds, I mean, Randy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that doesn't weigh much. I mean, it wouldn't, maybe, I don't know. It, I don't know. How would you, how would you wear it? It, it just it, it hooks on your belt, like, uh, like a Leatherman on your belt or a knife or something. All right. Okay. <laughs> let me ask. Let me get with the AMA. Anderson was struggling. Yeah. yeah. Let me get with the AMA and figure this out. I'll ask. I mean, just our stack guys could could advantage. You know, like when you're deer hunting, yeah. elk hunting up in the mountain. Yeah. No. I, what if he wore the oxygen but, tank with a fox hat? A fox fur hat. <laughs> well, that's in the pits afterwards. You yeah. Yeah. Your engine, you know your plug in. Right. Right. You know. Right. And I'm glad you guys let Chiz in. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, Chiz is Chiz is good. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Right. And uh. Corporal Neville, I appreciate him listening, and uh, keep keep it up the good work, man. We enjoy your show. Thanks, man. See you later. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you, Thanks. That's a taxidermist, Randy. Yeah, I like that guy. I like that guy. No, he's (laughs) trying – I'm surprised he didn't – he tries always to convince me to get Pookie to get boobs every time he calls in. This time he didn't, so, (laughs) you know. Uh, Uh, All right. uh, Luke is on three. What's up, Luke? Uh, You got to follow that call up, Luke. But what's going on? Yeah, how's it going? Uh, So – Real quick, Foxboro uh, Troll Training. Have you watched his vlog from the last I have period? not. I haven't watched his vlog for a few weeks, to be honest, yeah. So he's uh, the team solved the problem, the XL Yamaha Theory. He is no longer tiny on the bike. Oh, what'd they do? They ran, uh, they ran a black seat and a black rear fender, and swear to God, he's six inches taller. <laughs> wow, that was it, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the, yeah, it's the contrast, the white seat, white fender. I think it was just making him look tiny. Randy. And uh, now he looks like Tomac out there. Randy, we were wondering on Monday, like, did Club MX order Troll like an extra large bike? You know, like you have <laughs> the bike sizes in shirts? Because I think it's a little bit of a helmet. That 60 helmet's really big. It looks like a big it, helmet, it, little it, body. You know, I think it's yeah, a little bit of that. it does make him... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He should just wear black gear all the time and yeah. black bike. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll, you know what, Luke? I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Maybe. maybe check, it, yeah. check out the vlog. They got a good practice clip of him, and they follow him around a good bit. And I think it's noticeable. I think it, it okay. solved it. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Thank you. <laughs> good shit, guys. Thank you.
That's the, that's what we get on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, Randy, the hard-hitting questions. I like it. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Caroli coming over to the, the Nationals. He was on the Pulp Show Monday. I called him up. Uh, Dan was on earlier. We kind of agreed with where we think he's going to go. What do you think Caroli's going to do? I think he'll be pretty good. I mean, he, you can't doubt him, right? I mean, the guy's nine-time world champion, right? Um, you know, I, I think it's going to take him a little bit to acclimate to the tracks that he hasn't really ridden yet. You know, these guys have been riding these tracks year after year after year. Um, but, I mean, the guy's so good. I, I think he's been riding quite a bit, so I think, you know, he should be in shape and, and ready to go. Um, I, I couldn't put him past more of, like, a top-five guy. Yeah, you think? That that, that good? You th- yeah, top-five. I, I, I mean, he's pretty good. Let's be honest. <laughs> I know he's older though. He wasn't as good as last year. Last year as he was in the past. So, uh, sure, you sure. know, I feel like on strange tracks, on a strange bike, he's three to seven, mostly, mostly, yeah. mostly five to seven. You know, but yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think as it goes on, he gets better, right? Yeah. Figures out, you know, the the that's way less riding than they get at the GPs. So, and that's going to be a little bit hinder him a little bit just because he's not going to get a whole lot of time to to adapt to the track. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do. I'm excited for him to come over though. Yeah, and it's I know, really I know cool. It's only supposedly yep. the first the first two, but I think maybe he he stays and rides a little bit longer. He was an answer uh, racing rider there. You know, you'd worked on that deal, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. He was uh, won a championship with him, yeah. Was he a good guy to deal with? Like uh, when you he, when you did that, he was awesome. Honestly, he wasn't real. He wasn't too picky. Um, you know, we made a we 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 made a custom pant for him. But uh, as far as the jerseys and gloves and everything else went, he was good. He was easy. So what what, uh, what was wrong with the pant? What was his deal? Like, do you remember? Was he like um, in between size? Yeah, he was an in-between size guy. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. him and, and Prado both were. So it was, uh, yeah. But we got a, you know got a hammer quick, yeah. and everything everything was good. Yeah, yeah, and he was a good yeah. guy to deal with uh, whenever he went over there. Yeah, I went over yeah. there. and We did photo shoots. He was he was never like pressed for time, you know. Where right. sometimes these guys are like, oh man, I got to get out of here. He was he was all in, did whatever we asked him to do. So no, he, he was great to work with. Yeah, he's a really really good dude for sure. The series, our series, will benefit from having him here, hundred percent. So I, looking I forward to that. I agree. Uh, Randy Valade from ProTaper, ProTaper dot com. Who wins this weekend, Randy? Oh, I'm gonna have to go with. I say Craig wins 250, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll take Sexton in 450. Yeah, yeah. Sexton seems to be yeah. back on track a little bit, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I think Eli's just gonna do what he needs to do to to wrap it up, and uh, yeah. So I think it's easy. I would say either Anderson or, or Sexton wins. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Sounds good. ProTaper.com. Again, uh, Star Racing Yamaha, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, all using ProTaper uh, products. Get it at motorsport.com or, or your local dealer. And the new ACF bar, doing good things for those guys. So please check that out. It is the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar on the market. Uh, all right, Randy. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks. Oh, have fun at the mini major or whatever the hell you're at watching. So have yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm there right now, dude, just oh. watching mini bikes go around the track. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Have a great time at that. So, <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. That's, uh, that's Randy Valade, everybody, from ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Get ProTaper, Maxis, FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding. Tits, fantastic work. Yeah, buddy. I mean, just uh, you said 101, percent but I yeah. feel like it was more. Oh, maybe yeah. 102. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool.
Uh, last show of the Supercross season next week. Next week. And then you got a couple weeks off. We'll on be back the for the outdoors. Yeah. yeah, on the outdoors. But I didn't pay you for the outdoors yet. Correct. So are you going to show up or? Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.